You are now listening to the Sincerely Shameless Podcast, where the resilient, relentless, and shameless thrive. What's up, Sincerely Shameless Podcast? It is your host, your favorite cousin, your homegirl from the block, Sarah J., founder of the Shameless brand, host of the Sincerely Shameless Podcast. What is going on? I am in my chair and you are here. It's feeling good. You guys, it's officially summer. I don't know if you know it, but uh, we were memorializing, okay, over the weekend. What did you do? Were you at the pool? Were you in your bathing suit in your bikini? Were you out here with your oversized sunglasses and the hat? I mean, what were you doing? Why you didn't invite me? <laughs> All right. So um, over the Memorial Day weekend, I traveled to my hometown, Atlanta, and I got to stay in a beautiful hotel room. And uh, literally, it was nonstop. I uh, had some interesting complications or like to say opportunities for growth emotionally and mentally trying to get into my hotel and then um, being completely exhausted and then finding out that there was some form of a gritty sand in the entire bed and seemed like um, mud splatters throughout the room, but I didn't check because I was so tired. So they end up moving me on around and I was extremely grateful about that. Um, Hung with some friends. And it was kind of cool. So I wrote down a little rap for y'all, and I don't know what it's going to sound like, but we're going to do it. Okay, so summer has officially begun. We have memorialized and fantasized about our body size, and I just want to see how you are. Hey, hey. <laughs> y'all know that's one of my gifts, you know, to just be a rapper. But in the meantime, in between time, I'm going to be on this podcast with y'all. But, um, with that being said, in the heat of what we call a hot girl summer or a high, hot guy, I don't even know if y'all get a summer, y'all year round, but hot guy summer, I really wanted to take this opportunity to talk about personal space and body place. You know, um, this is a, wow, this is a really exciting time. We're finally outside, y'all. What's up? Um <laughs> But this is also a time where we are looking at ourselves more closely in the mirror. And um, the topic for the podcast is just really body space, you know? And I really just kind of wanted to talk to y'all about shame in the body, body shaming, self-shame because of your body and, you know, all that good jazz. So. I did a little bit of research, but I didn't want this to be like that podcast where I hit you with all these statistics and it kind of goes over your head. I really kind of just wanted to check in with you and just talk to y'all about what I've experienced um, throughout the progression of my female body. So I'm not going to get graphic, fellas, so chill out. (laughs) But um, ladies and fellas, as you know, we live in a highly critical society. You are never small enough and you're always too big and we want to be body positive, but we still want to look good in bikinis. So I guess my question kind of always lands on is good even good enough? You know, Um, I'll start with a small story. I remember growing up, it's probably about 
eight or nine. And I remember a family member telling me, hey, the women on your mom's side are big boned, so watch out. And I mean, sounds harmless, right? For an eight-year-old, or it sounds pretty harmless, but it changed the trajectory of how I saw myself going forward. So um, my mom wasn't overweight, but she wasn't a size six. So I looked at my mom and was like, oh, snap, her bones are big. (laughs) I'm totally screwed. And then I looked at my dad. He's a very slender man. And I was like, but if dad came through like he's supposed to, then I'm straight. Well, let's just say around nine years old, I realized it was time for me to take matters upon myself and put them in my own hands. So I was that kid that was up at like 4 a.m. I don't know if y'all remember that, where there was this one um, Caucasian woman who had a high ponytail. She had the high white socks and a little bodysuit on. And she would step up, step down, stood it left to the right. And I was looking at Billy Blanks and I was working out, y'all. Like I had a whole thing. Like I had a whole routine where I was working out at the age of eight and nine and 10 up until, you know, I was a track runner and with asthma. So I didn't really make it too far with that, but basketball player to where I had constantly subjected my body to intense workout regimens. And I don't think it's a bad thing if it is not properly regulated, but it can be if not. So let's get into it. All right. So in the first half, I'd certainly said I am not going to be giving you research, but I just, I wanted to share a bit about um, my experiences. And then I kind of, I do want to give you guys some research because I feel like I don't want you thinking that I'm talking from just out of nowhere. So, um, a little bit more about growing into understanding what shaming was and body shaming was. I'd, um, I'd like to fast forward to being in college and after undergrad. So after undergrad, I was aware of my body, but I was not aware of the outside pressures and expectations of my body. So at this point, I had come to a resolve that, you know, there is a weight that I don't want to exceed, but there is a weight that I, there is a wiggle room, right? So With that all being said, now I kind of want to get into the research um, of what's going on this summer and really just want to have that talk before, you know, there's a spiral out or whatever that may be. So I got a little bit of research and I want to say that you know, in the mental health field, there, there has been seen that the summer months often increase in eating disorders and they increase mental health symptoms worse or worsen. Um, They often notice that there's an increase in anxiety, depression, body dissatisfaction, and self-negative talk. And so I kind of want to link the summer and shame, shaming in the summer. That's what we'll call it, summer shame, right? So typically, When I hear the word summer, right, when I think of summer, I hear Will Smith playing in the background 
I see like some high-waisted shorts, a couple of crop tops. I'm in one of them. (laughs) I see some braids. I see some hair down. I see some sunglasses. And there's this euphoric feeling of excitement and fun. But then there's also this downside of what happens if you're not having fun? And so there's also something called summer depression, just as we know about seasonal affect disorder. Um, And there's when it's not summer, there's something that is called summer depression to where there's a number of people that increase in sadness and shame because they feel like everyone else is having a good time and they're not. That, you know, they should be taking vacations and they're not. Um, Everyone seems to be so happy, splashing around in waters, you know, sweating in lawn chairs and why am I not? And so then there's that side of it. But then the other side of it was coming out of a quarantine, you know, I know we keep hearing the word quarantine, COVID, um, Corona, and those have become household names. And there was a lot of less movement happening. There was, you know, occasional snacking. There was more stress because less movement. Now I have more time to think about it. Now that I've thought about it, I've realized I don't like it. And now that I don't like it and realize I got to wear my mask and I can't go outside, I can't do anything about it. So now I'm just stressed. So I kind of want to pull all that research in and kind of compile it and and just check in with you. That's what I want to do. I want to check in with you and see if there's any way that we can reduce the shame that is that is happening in the summer and that could be happening. I know for myself, there is a pressure from social media, from pop culture, from family members to friends to look like what I looked like when I was 20, but I'm not 20 anymore. There's also an inward body image and expectation that I have on myself that I don't want to inflict on others, right? But then then there's also this stress of constantly trying to reach this number, constantly trying to do this thing to where it's being overdone. So I say that all to say, (laughs) if you are not feeling to par about your body, if you're not feeling what you are looking like, take the necessary time that you need to yourself and heal from within. Our bodies are going to change just like everything else, just like seasons change, minds change, so do our bodies. Um, Shaming your body or shaming others because they are not at they are at a place that you're not at or shaming others because they are working towards a place that you don't want to get to or feeling as if you are being shamed because you do take your body serious right like there's two sides of it like really and truly it's, it has to be an inside job right so sh- summer shaming <laughs> that's what I'm going to call this one It is imperative that we do the work, y'all. Like, you know, this one, I mean, I saw it all over the weekend. Everyone's in bikinis. Everyone's ready. And then there's, then there's a little bit of shame in it, even, you know, for the bikini goers, like there's still a work. So I want you guys to know, and including myself, that it is okay to take your time. It is okay to balance, but it is not okay to stay in self-shame and 
inflict the shame on others. We got to do the work and we get there. And if not this summer, the next, you know? So I did want to leave you guys on this one last note. When it comes to shaming and by feeling shamed about your body, feeling inadequate because you are not where you feel like you should be body-wise or you're not fitting into what was in your closet last month, last week, last year, two years ago, um, there, there should be a safety in having conversations with those that you know, love, and trust. These these are the people who are willing to adjust with you as you grow and go through your seasons in life. Um, I don't know who these people are in your life, but you do. Find them. If you are feeling, you know, insecure and in shame about your body um, and or you feel like, you know, family members keep staring at you or friends keep staring at you trying to figure out like, hey, what what happened? Whoever is safe in that space, pull them to the side and let them know. Let them know how you are feeling. Let them know, you know, um, you know, that you you, you kind of know how you got here. You know, it might've been eating some donuts. I don't know, Uber Eats, I don't know. And um, have that conversation for for an example. And you know, you guys know I'll use myself. Um, during the pandemic, I did lose my job and, um, you know, we couldn't leave. And this was right at the transition of where I was like, I'm trying to go vegan, but I was struggling trying to do that. And um, I... Y'all, I had went from 170 to 193. I lied to you not. And because I'm tall, um, uh, I mean, it's not, it was kind of a bit harder to see. Um, but I was not happy. You know, I wasn't happy with my weight. I wasn't happy with the way that my body could, you know, stretch out like that. I felt a bit, bit betrayed. Because how dare you? I feed you good food and this is how you show me <laughs> your appreciation. Like you gain a pound, really? And not just a pound, you gain like 33 pounds, meanie, you know? <laughs> and I did begin to have the negative self-talk. And I began to, I, I mean, I began to look at myself differently. And I, I recall feeling a little less worth it. Because why my thought process was, why would anyone take me seriously or see that I'm worth it if this is how I treat my body? A little bit of validity there, but I feel like I was still being extreme. So in that moment, I remember talking to one of my close friends and I just, you know, and I, told, I told her, I said, hey, like, I am the biggest I have ever been. Um I don't feel good about it. This isn't a proud moment of mine. However, you know, I need someone to help me be accountable to getting to a healthy place again. Um, and sometimes healthy isn't skinny. Sometimes, most times, healthy is, it's where you feel good, you know? It's where you feel good. That's where healthy is. It's where you feel good where you aren't giving off anything other than 
goodness and love. And I wasn't able to do that. I wasn't able to congratulate those who were killing their goals in their spin classes. I wasn't able to, um, you know, celebrate others. Like, I'm happy for you, sis. Okay. But I can't show up in my crop top, <laughs> you know, like, and, and it happens, you know? So in that moment, I had the conversation with her and I remember going um, to Target and I had spent like 300 bucks on workout clothes and I put my foot to the pavement, okay, um, in a pandemic. I put my foot to a, the pavement and I began walking five to six miles, jogging. I bought a knockoff Peloton, extremely knockoff. And I started to work my way through it. And no, a week later, I was not back where I was at. Uh, two months later, four months later, moving to Ohio, changing my life around, blah, blah, blah. Here we are now in June. <laughs> Now I can officially say that I'm back at what I started at and the work still isn't done. So I say that all to say, and I share that to say, when you aren't feeling good about you in the body image area, because it, it, and it's really critical and it's very important that you don't isolate yourself because there is a gang of life hacks that you can get into that can be extremely dangerous. So whoever is safe, whether it be a mother, a father, a sister, a brother, slide on my DMs, talk to someone about it because this is about to be a long summer and you deserve to be happy. All right. So um, that was a bit heavy. I hope you made it through. And um, I did not want to risk not having that conversation with um, the Shameless podcast community. I didn't want to wait another second. So I thought it was best that we went ahead and had that because it's going to be a long summer. It's going to be a long rest of the year. <laughs> I'm convinced. But do whatever it takes. Have the conversations. Find someone safe and have these conversations just remember, the more that you talk about areas of shame in your life, the more that you reduce the shame to where it does not overtake you and drive in the front seat forever. Put the shame in the trunk. I say put on the side of the road, but we have entered to the second segment of the podcast. You guys, this is one of my favorite segments of the podcast, but ultimately all three of them are my favorite. But this one really kind of sends me for a head spin. This is a segment of the podcast where we look at experiences and instances in my life, your life, when you guys share with me in total assumption. Total assumption is where you have the opportunity to either increase positivity or increase cynicism in your life. You can decrease your joy by the negative side of things, or you can increase your happiness by looking at the positivity in the situation. So <clears throat> y'all gonna love this one. <laughs> so as you guys know, of June 2nd, the mask mandate in most states has been lifted. And the signage per my knowing and my reading has said, if you have been vaccinated, you do not have to wear a mask. However, we're still observing social distancing, which is the six feet. Okay. So I had to go to TJ Maxx yesterday because I had bought a couple of um, shirts and then they didn't fit. And I was like, well, let me take them back. 
So I was in TJ Maxx walking around, minding my business. You guys know that's what I do hard. Nine times out of 10, I got my AirPods in, minding my business. So I was like, okay, well, I found something to replace it with for my exchange, just in case they're not going to get my, my money back. And so I go get in the line and I see that there's stickers still on the floor. And I got extremely excited because I was like, great, they're still going to be able to, re to you know, enforce this. And as long as I'm standing on a sticker and I give that eye contact to my left and my right, which is the people behind me, that we're still standing on stickers, mask or mask not, we're still standing on stickers. Of course, I had my mask on. I walk in the line. I'm standing on my, stick, snick, my sticker. <laughs> This woman rolls up in her cart and her feet is not on the sticker. Y'all, her cart is touching my lower thigh. And so I looked at her and I looked at my sticker. The line moved. I thought to myself, great, Sarah, this is amazing. You get another opportunity to stand on a sticker. Maybe she'll catch it this time. So I took a couple of steps forward and I stood on my sticker. This lady came up right behind me again. This time the cart hit me. So I looked back at her. She could because I have my mask on. Nobody had their mask on in the store. I have my mask on. I looked at her and I thought I had given her the brow, but since I hadn't filled mine in that day, maybe she didn't see them. So I said, okay. The line moves again, you guys. So I move up to my sticker and she rolls up on me again. Now listen, at this moment, one or two things was about to happen, y'all. Like I was about to absolutely flip her cart, okay? Like miss. But y'all, in this moment, I had to totally assume that she thought because there was no mask mandate, there was no six social distancing practicing. I had to. I had to assume for her benefit and mine, because this is my one, that was my one off day for the week, that she totally did not read the signage that says, please observe social distancing. Right. Like I had to totally assume that. And literally no one was observing social distancing. So now you don't have your mask on. Now you're rolling up your cart on the back of my hill. You know how women feel about that. Back up. Right. Like I'm like, sis, back up. But y'all in that moment, I couldn't make it about race. I didn't want to make it about race. I didn't want to make it about invisibility. Like maybe she didn't see me. You know what I'm saying like, I didn't want to make it about this concept of I can invade her space. I didn't want to make it about a lack of acknowledging personal space. In that moment, I wanted to totally assume that she thought no mask was all inclusive to no social distancing. What do y'all think? Did I do a good job? <laughs> How did I do? Y'all, listen, listen. All bets are still on. Back up. <laughs> Give me six feet. You guys, before the pandemic, I wanted six feet. During the pandemic, I wanted six feet. After the pandemic, give me six feet. 
Okay? Okay. All right. That's it now. That's all I got. Y'all have to tell me your thoughts on that one. And if y'all have one in, please send it my way. Be sure to message me on Instagram at she so with two O's, shameless underscore. I'd love to hear your thoughts. All right, y'all, we have now reached the third and final segment of the podcast, Candidly Sarah J. And um, I feel like the last one was a bit candid, but you know, Candidly Sarah J is where I give you guys a tip and a resource personally that I've experienced and or possibly researched, read about, blogged about, and possibly even podcasted about from other people and may have found it useful in my life. So um, I'll give you guys a bit of a story time before I go into this one. So at my one at one of my jobs, <laughs> I uh, I have the opportunity to work with customers in the food industry, and that's you know that speaks for itself all in itself. Um, I thought going to fine dining side where there were two forks, two knives, two spoons, and heavy trays would have changed the clientele, but you know whatever. So while there, um, one of the things I had remembered doing prior to working there when I was working in a fast casual establishment, I would walk in and say, I, you know, I know these folks about to be broke. I ain't about to make no money. It's about to be a long night, literally. And um, sure enough, as Jesus is Lord, I um, I experienced exactly that. It would be a long night. I would make no money. Probably walk out with sixty dollars in uh, hours of my life just gone. And so, while listening to a podcast with Oprah, I remember her saying something about experiencing her Kilimanjaro. She felt like the building out her um, network was her biggest mountain that most people don't make it up. And if she could just make it up there, then it'd be fine. And in that moment, she said she decided to change how she saw that because in true in trueness, how many people get to do that? Maybe three, right? To build their own network out, have their own channel, Oprah One Free Network own, right? So in that moment, it dawned on me. It dawned on me as clear as day that half of the experiences that I had been experiences were experiences that I had talked myself into, literally. For example, you know, I would hear my mom say, oh, this is a trip from hell. And everything about the trip was hellish, <laughs> literally. And if I'm like, oh, this is about to be a long day, but I'm so tired, every moment of that day felt long. And it felt exhausting. And so even in my travels to Atlanta, I remember saying, oh my gosh, what more do you want from me, God? This is too much. And it felt like every bit of my energy was being taken just from it all, from the trip, from the drive, from the exhaustion. So with that being said, I have learned this verbal mental reversal. It's my tip for you. It's the verbal mental reversal. It might be called something else in the psychological world, but that's what I'm calling it today. It's a connection from my mouth to my mind, a, dir 
a directive from my mouth to my mind and to increase an experience that I would like to have. So for example, every day I go to work now, I say, money is coming to me. I'm going to have some really balling customers and they're all going to love their experience. They're going to tip me so much. And I want to say 100% of the times that's exactly what happens, but actuality, it doesn't. However, let me tell you the mental work in that. So I said it two days ago when I was at work and the day prior, I said, man, I love this job. I'm going to make so much money today. So many of my customers are going to want so much food that they, and they're going to love their experience. They're going to tip me so much because I'm going to do such a great job. Now, I had possibly 10 tables. Two out of the 10 did not tip me on anything, which is highly frowned upon and a whole nother story. However, the other eight tipped me more than 25% to where my total tip out ranked somewhere at the 30% average on my sales, which is amazing, which basically was a wash for the other two tables as if they never came in, right? So it's what I would consider when you're looking at a situation and it may look bleak, but you speak life to the situation and your mind and body follows. So the tip is um, think of the, consider the emotion that you're feeling, acknowledge it. Say for example, when homegirl kept rolling her card up on me, I kept thinking to myself, man, I really don't wanna have to pop her. Like I really would like for her to back up. Instead of me even thinking that, what I should have said was, this woman just really wants to be close to me because I'm just that darn cool, right? And so you change it and then you replace it with the feeling or the experience that you would like to have. So for another example, when you get up and you go work your second job or when you have to go to the gym, instead of starting with, oh, I got to go to the gym, I'm so tired, say, man, I know I am tired, but this workout is going to give me more energy than I know. I can't wait to begin. Y'all, I know it sounds cheesy. Stick with me. We're going places, okay? It is literally the verbal to the mental directive that gives your body the experience of the reversal and that you create that actual experience only because you're thinking of it differently. Does that make sense? So that's my tip. My tip for today, for the week, for the month and the year is to work on the verbal directive that you give your mind in just casual sayings about your experience and replace them with the experience that you would like to have. Thank you so much for tuning into the Sincerely Shameless Podcast, where the relentless, the shameless, and resilient thrive. If you found this podcast episode to be helpful in any shape or form, please be sure to subscribe by clicking the link within the bio and then share with a friend, maybe even a friend of a friend. If you would like to submit any of your total assumptions, please be sure to visit the website, theshamelessbrand.com and insert the information into the text box. If you would like to just chat with me in a more personal setting, please be sure to follow me on Instagram at she so with two O's shameless underscore. 
I look forward to joining you next week. Same time, same place. And remember, be you, be resilient, be relentless, be shameless. Mm -hmm.